Hello, hello. Hi, guys. It's Emily Wagner. This is Groomed LA. The Beautiful Life Awaits. This is my podcast. And I am here in your ears, in your car, in your home. If you're like me, I listen to podcasts while I'm doing the dishes, folding laundry, taking a bath, and driving, of course. Um, And it's funny. I have different podcasts for different tastes and different places. That being said, hi. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Sipping my vanilla collagen, bulletproofed iced coffee. I shoved a whole bunch in my bag this weekend when I was at the Bulletproof Upgrade Convention um, 6, the sixth one. I got to remember going to the first one. They're getting so good. We are so hungry for next level information. We are so fed up with what this country is offering us for health and 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 medical attention. It's just, it's pathetic. I'll tell you, I went to Kaiser with a list of, you know, tests that I needed on my hormones and my thyroid. And they looked at me like I was crazy. I'd gotten it from a bioidentical hormone doctor. And he said, look, go take this to, you know, see if your insurance will cover it. Cause it's pricey. They looked at me like I was crazy. Um, they're like, we are allopathic medical doctors. We don't, none of this has been proven. That being said, Dave Asprey has just created this incredible, uh, you know, um, outlet for for people who are hungry for for more information that we're getting and who want to take their health to the next level who want to optimize and as you know we do here especially at groomed la and we do it with a grain of salt because at the same time you know i i'm right now i'm about to go buy an amazing ice cream cake for my daughter's birthday and uh, i i eat it like i don't i don't i'm not too crazy but i try to offset it as best i can by being you know by by looking into ways that I can optimize things. Um, that being said, I'm not talking about health today. Well, in a way I am. I had the pleasure. And when I say pleasure, I mean like I get geeked out. You know, I don't, you could put me in a room with Brad Pitt and I would look the other way. Well, actually I probably wouldn't. I'd probably stare at him. And I actually have, I've actually been in a closet with Brad Pitt. That's another story. But I was in the movie Seven and the whole scene that I did, it was just me and him in a closet for like three days. It was really fun. Anyway, great guy, sweet guy, whatever. He wouldn't remember me if I fell on him. That being said, I get really geeked out about my crushes, like my fan, my the people that I fangirl over. And guess what? Today's guest is one. It's Kate Northup. You might know her. She wrote a book called Money, A Love Story. She's the daughter of Dr. Christine Northup. And she is a, I don't even know how to describe her. She's a speaker, a coach. Um, she's got a podcast. She she really talks about women and uh, working and money. <laughs> At least that's how I experienced her. Because when I first met Kate, and I'll talk about it, um, I talk about it when, when, when we work together. I somehow a few years ago, I don't know how I stumbled upon this particular thing, but it was her 10 day money love challenge. And I was like, I'm doing it. I got to figure out what's going on. She even in this podcast mentions a book called Overcoming Under Earning. And I think for years I was definitely under earning. Um, and I did this challenge and I, I know as ridiculous as it sounds, but like money just started coming in. Mm. It was really interesting. So that being said, I've always, I've got, you know, I've always been a subscriber to her emails and following her. And I noticed she was getting pregnant. She was, I noticed she was getting pregnant. I noticed she was having, becoming a mother over the past few years and still, still following along and still trying to understand her messaging about untangling financial woes and debts and getting out of debt. And by the way, Kate, I forgot to tell you this. Did I tell you? I'm completely out of debt and I tore up all my credit cards except my Amex. I keep that one. I think we talk about that on the podcast too. But nevertheless, um, she has a new book coming out and then we connected uh, through Groomed LA and I can't even tell you how excited I am because this book, which is called Do Less, okay? Well, that's the main title. The tagline of the title is Do Less, basically how to get off the busy train. Um, it's a revolutionary approach to time management for busy moms, but it's also for guys. But what I loved, what what, what lit me up when I saw this title, I was like, oh my God, Kate's telling me to do less. Thank like when one of your idols tells you, you can calm the fuck down and chill out and stop this productivity, incessant productivity obsession that it doesn't really work because the more productive you think you are, you're actually you're actually not being as productive as you think you are. But more about that when we talk uh, to Kate, but she does talk about 
almost like a feminine approach. Uh, actually, she does talk about a legit feminine approach, which is actually using the cycle of your menstrual cycle and the moon to to craft a schedule to sort of craft how you do and what you do and when you do. It's really fascinating. It blew my mind because I was like, wait, what? Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting. But when you're a mom, you know, you and single mom, uh, married, divorced, whatever it is, partnered up, um, time is a huge thing because uh, you're never not, it's not that you're never not thinking about your children, but you just, you have this, you're this cord to them. And uh, if you're working from home, it's incredibly difficult, even if they're not home during the day. There's just, there's just this thing. And I'm, I don't know if dads feel it too, but I, I know as a, a working mom who's worked at home, who's worked in my home office, who's worked um, in offices, who's worked at, as a consultant going on site at different agencies and different corporations. And I kind of really run the gamut of work. Uh, even if I'm getting paid a ton of money and I'm at an agent and I'm at a, a corporation where I'm coming in as a consultant, creative consultant, and it's five o'clock, my mind is thinking about, okay, hold on. I got to make sure what, what the, any minute the nanny could call and they didn't get to school. Like there are certain things that you are just have a red alarm button to. Um, you look at that phone, you're, you, I don't know that parents, non-parents do this. They don't look at their phone and worry that they're getting a call from school because their kid is sick or, you know, threw up or beat someone up or vice versa. So there's this sort of like antenna that's always out there beyond yourself. Um, and because of that, I think we spend, a, we expend a ton of energy um, in that area. That being said, this isn't exactly about that, but there was just something I wanted to take note of. Um, Kate really talks about how to be productive. I mean, I guess that's 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 the biggest takeaway. Um, and there's hacks, there's tools, um, there's studies. She like went deep into understanding how it's almost like the science of how we work, uh, productivity cycles, um, time time cycles. What the most what the optimal uh, time cycle is to sort of hunker down and do your project, whether it's answering emails or paying bills or doing your actual work as a writer or this or a designer, whatever it is that you do, um, how to contain that and be high functioning. Um, it's really incredible. She's just strategy mom, tools. And by the way, I urge you to get the book. Um, when I recorded with her, the book, it was just coming out the next day. By the way, Kate, seriously, like bestseller within one day. It's, it's actually kind of insane. I think it just goes to show we are so hungry for this. We're hungry for role models. We're hungry to hear how you're doing it and how you're doing it and how you're doing it and what you're not doing. And we love hearing how you're not doing it. I loved hearing Kate talk about how she's not doing this and not doing that and how she gets on the floor of her office and lies there and does a little West African dance and like what you do when you're not doing, um, that helps the doing. Oh, wow. That's very... I can't even remember what I just said, but I think you get the vibe. Without further ado, I bring you Kate Northrop. Like wow. as soon as I'm done, I go, I'm just going to start recording. So I'm like we're take- in the middle of a sentence. It's just, like very it's avant-garde. Like- <laughs> it's very like meta. Like we're in the middle of talking and I press record secretly. No, I just have this horrible paranoia mm, that like that it's not going to work. Yeah, the ghosts are going to come. Totally, the ghosts of whatever. I'm going to take a picture of your setup because oh, I will I'm help inspired you. Inspired for we have this same recorder, but we don't have the dual headphone thing. Uh, and I is, will help you. It's great. not that I don't have to like change it every time because I'm terrified it messed up. <laughs> okay, I've got this, and I was explaining, Licia, 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 how I have had her shopping injury. No, I have a very, I have a severe injury in my arm from carrying groceries from Whole Foods. Yeah. And you know how that happens. I was like, I'm going to walk home. I'm just going to grab some milk. Of course, I ended up getting. I have done that. No, but. And it's terrible. No, it's horrifying. I can't even. I'm so sorry. I wish it was sexier. Okay. Anyway, I'm here with Kate. We're We're in Marina Del Rey. We're at. You're from Maine. You're like, we're coming to Los Angeles. We're going to go to, we're going to look out of the marina. I've been to the marina twice in 25 years. Like, I don't... Are you having fun? Yeah. You're here for a whirlwind quick, quick. A, a quick, a quick... Yeah, well, so I have two small children. So my max is four nights away. After four nights away, my heart stay, starts to break. It's and called I have a vacation. To no, okay. Yeah, right. it is a vacation. But then I also, like, I get heartsick for them. Yeah, they're little. They're little. They're little. 
Yeah, you're, you're it's like bound. A, it's like a, this. I don't mean to sound make this sound creepy, but it is like a physical. No, your body like bound. I start to panic when you're I'm nursing. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so yeah. four days is my max. Actually, my last night here is a red eye. So it's not actually right. here. I'll be on. <laughs> well, think about this. I when my daughter was, she never took a bottle. Oh, so I had, and she, and she could into a sippy cup. Oh. So she was bound to my breast. Oh, bless you. Until I could get a breast uh, augmentation slash lift. Anyway, <laughs> hi. I am so excited. Okay, first I will have done an invitation. An invitation. I will have done an introduction. Thank you. Um, it's the injury before we speak. <laughs> okay, but I have to tell you this now. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. I'd love to just go, you changed my life. No, you literally, I did something. I don't know what happened. It was a few years ago. It was like an email, a thing, a course, something. It was like a, I even have it still in my notes. I still have my notes. Okay. I'm telling you. And it was like one of your 10 day, something, 10 day, something money, get your money story. The money love challenge. Fucking money love challenge. Okay. You know, we should just run that again. Cause I, it was so good. First of all, it was free. Yeah. So it's my kind of challenge. I like free stuff. It was free. But when I tell you the money started flowing, I did it. I did it. I wrote everything down. Like I still have the questions somewhere. How many years ago was that? It was at least three, possibly four. Clearly, I haven't cleaned out my notes, but I never do. It's either. still there. I'm an archivist. I yeah, like I'm an archivist. stuff. Exactly. You're not a hoarder. No, you're, you're no, I'm not. I'm great at getting rid of stuff. I don't archiver. need but I like to keep the. The Such thoughts, great the ideas, way. the records. I can't remember what I did this morning, so I need Neither to write things I. down. <laughs> okay. Like I say, it's like mommy brain, even though my kids are like eight and 12. But but anyway, I did it and it was life-changing for me because I've had issues around money. And then I sort of like woke up to who you were and your mom and this whole thing. And I became obsessed. Not that obsessed that I was like stalking you or anything, but I beca- I really, I, I I can't believe I'm sitting here. With that's you. so fun. I know. You're wow. like a celebrity to me. That's cool. And to others, I'm sure. Okay. Before we get to your new book, this is weird. I'm doing something. This was as I was driving. And this is so, so the question that you'd ask at the end after I've like warmed you up and- I don't need to be warmed you're up. you limber. But all I can think of is like, if you could, and once again, I will have introduced you so people will know your, your story. What is like the one freaking thing- I'm sure you've had this question before. Is it boring? No. What's like the thing? Like something I wish I had known when I was in my mm. 20s and making $130,000 a year and buying shoes and eating every meal at Real Food Daily. And my father saying, you hope you're saving money. I'm like, yeah. I got, and I had all this cash and I didn't do anything. I didn't invest it. And now I'm in an apartment with two bedrooms and two children. And had I had had a Kate Northup at my age, and by the way, millennials now in their 20s, like they have real jobs. What what do we, like I know Sophia Amoruso is doing Girl Boss and they're having a lot of like really interesting financial direction for young girl, young women. It's too late for me. But also, you we, know, she went bankrupt. I know. So she's got interesting, so, no, I'm saying so she went bankrupt. It's like a cool story. Because no, it's a great she, story, but she's like, this is what investing is. This, this is, is what like, this. You know, sort of it's, it's see, I, I like the stories like hers. Oh, it's a beautiful story. Where it comes from. Oops, I learned this the hard way. Yeah. Um, she went Which is also my story. Okay. I think she, I'm sure she's doing great. And have you seen her and house? Beautiful. Be also really beautiful work. Yeah. Um, but my story, I didn't go bankrupt, right. but I also got myself into a lot of debt. Yes. Like so many people. Um, yes. And so like, I wish I could go back and just, I mean, my, the one thing is like, I wish it was a sexier answer, but it's just like, it's Pay more attention. Just pay, more, pay attention. more attention as a way of radically loving yourself. Like not pay more attention because you have to be a grown up because mm-hmm. you have to wear your big girl pants right. because, you know, you're somehow being punished or just like pay more attention because it's the loving thing to do right. for yourself. Right. It's not just like you got to get your numbers down. No, it's like not my, like fa- my parents turned me off. My father was a stockbroker. His life was money, making money, tons and tons of it and then lost it all. So he was not one to coach yeah. me financially. Okay. Um, so he would just be like, make your money, kids, save your money. Like he didn't get, that was it. You got any investments? You got any IRA? Like it was, he was just like this tough New Yorker. But had we had, had it, I understood that it was about, this is self-love. 
Yeah, because it really is because it's self-love for you right now, but then it's also self-love for the future. Right. It's like such a practical act of radical love to take care of your finances and pay attention to them. Well, I also think that, you know, the the credit card thing is so dangerous, obviously. I'm like, Miss Know-It-All. Hey, the credit card thing, that is dangerous. Well, it is, and it's a very, it's a very American thing, it's actually. So, it's just what we do. Like, it's so funny because we'll work with people from other countries and, and like, it's just not a thing right. in a lot of other countries. It's so American. I mean, they don't like live their lives on no. credit. It's like our American our overinflated living life. I thought that's how it worked. In a completely non-real way. It's very much like social media. Actually. Right. It, it, it is. It's all an illusion. So I had a credit. I had, my father gave me an American Express when I was probably in ninth or 10th grade. I didn't understand what that meant. Right. Not to mention back in the olden days when I grew up, like I would go to Barney's or Saks and I'd be like, put it on my mom's credit card. Put it on my mom's card. I would literally would go to Henry Bendel's. I'm like- Wagner, Judy. Yeah, that's her. And the guy would just charge. I didn't know. I had no sense of money. And then I woke up to like $30,000 in debt just a few years ago. And I I thought that was normal. And then it was like, well, it is normal. Right. So that's the right. That's like the thing. But if you stop and look at how much money you're paying every month, but you're in other words, I think no. we push things under the carpet. We stay in denial. We do stay in denial of the things that are uncomfortable, right. whether they're it's our credit card debt, you mm. know, addiction, right. feelings we don't want to feel, memories right. we don't want to have, like all that stuff. Like Money we is such a dirty just secret. we just like check out in so many different right. ways. So okay, so before you got okay, so that was just one little question. Just think of it's it's a kind of like a ment a radical shift of you know, getting on top of your finances, it's not like, um, meaning you got to get your business hat on or this, it's about self-love just yeah. the same way we do any other self-care. Yeah. It's you self-care. don't like, it's like I, when I could not get it together financially until I started putting financial management in the same category as pedicures. So did you, okay, go on. And then I was like, oh, well, okay. I just have to make it fun. Right. So I did. So were you in money before that? Were you in mm-hmm. I have an art history degree. Me too. Oh, cool. From where? Brown. My brother went to Brown. I went to Vassar. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's cool. My, I that was the one college I didn't get into. I should have hired that guy, Rick Singer, whatever his name was. <laughs> my father probably would have paid him off back then. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I fucking cannot believe I didn't get into Brown. Anyway, that's sort of timely with what's going on right now with I know. the people with the paying and getting them into college. Yeah. Oh, I know. Geez. So you have art history. That's so cool. Yeah. So I have an art history degree. I took one class in financial accounting. It's the worst grade I ever got in my life. Um. So no, I do not have a background <laughs> in finance, but I have a background in getting myself into a lot of financial trouble oh, and <laughs> getting myself out of it through an unusual mindset. And then working with about a lot of female entrepreneurs, female self-starters, realizing that the way I was approaching money was very similar to the way a lot of other women and some men right. were approaching money, which was sort of like this checked out, checked also out. like spiritual bypassing because I was raised in a very um, woo-woo mindset right. around money, which serves me well in a lot of ways. But also it was always like, oh, well, you know, just like act as if you have what you want, right? Like this sort right. of new age prosperity teachers, there's a lot of, will act as if, and right. if you want to be you know, if you want the job, buy the dress for the job, even if you have right. to buy it on credit. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. I know. I'm so glad to hear that because so. sometimes I th- I think, are you supposed to do it? Like, I don't, there's so many different paths and yeah. And, and funny, driving over here, I was listening to a book called The Surrender Experiment. Oh, I don't know that one. Another guy named Singer. That's weird. <laughs> um, anyway, it was interesting about... Um, that whole thing of like wish thinking you can like wish your reality and wish this it doesn't just this is real like this is it the ebb, yeah the, I mean I do I'm, I be- I obviously I believe in manifestation mm. I do believe that we co-create our experience right. but I have found that the 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 more grounded I get about actually taking the actions in mm-hmm. my life from a place of positive expectations like you know yeah like sending out the resumes for the job I want while acting as if I'm the type of person who would receive that job, but not necessarily like buying the Manolo Blanks on credit. That makes no sense. I see. So where where it starts to veer into putting yourself in a, like just like a not dangerous situation financially. I think we can be prosperous without 
the stuff. Oh, I am 100% with you. That's why even do less is so my motto because I'm very much about minimalizing everything less. And um, okay, so should we talk about do less? Should we just get into it? Yeah. Okay, talk about it. So Do Less is my new book, and the subtitle is A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management Mm. for Busy Moms. But I really would like to say this book is really just not for moms only. Of course. It's for all women, and really like 80% of it applies to men as well. Mm. Um, And it's the antidote for our culture of hustle harder, work more. You know, the only way to get what you want is to bust, bust your ass and listen. I was raised in New England. I am like a small town, puritanical work ethic kind of girl. I show up, I get my stuff done. So I'm not saying don't do anything. Because a lot of people hear the title Do Less and they're like, well, I can't do nothing. I have so much to do. I have whatever. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't say do nothing. Right, right, right. (laughs) I'm going to record this. I said do less. Sorry. (laughs) That's fine. Keep going. So I wrote this book, Do Less, as, you know, as a love letter to my mom, who, Mm. who, when she was raising small children, had zero possibility of doing less because she was in a career as as a pioneering doctor as a female at a time when like being a female doctor was still incredibly uncommon right um and she couldn't practice a lot of the stuff she taught because she just couldn't really take care of herself and then i wrote it for women of my generation who think that in order to have it all we have to do it all Mm -hmm. and then i wrote it for my daughters you know Mm -hmm. so that for their generation they will know Mm -hmm. that their worth is not determined by their productivity right that their worth is inherent in just who they are and then what they choose to do right is yes of course you know we need to make money and all those things i'm going to teach my girls (laughs) but but like that what they do is not who they are this is, I need to hear this because I'm like a pr- productivity uh, of a product of like, I don't sit down. Yeah. Like my kids are like, mom's on the couch, hurry up, jump on the couch. Like they don't see me sit. And that anxiety of doing that I just, it, I'm is my buzz. My daughter feels it and she's anxious, so anxious around it. If she's just sitting, that should be like, just one second, mom. I'm like, I didn't ask you to do anything. She's like, I know, but you want me to do something, right? It's it's like a tick. She's like, hang on one second. I'm like, because she always feels she has to be doing. Yeah. And I have to tell, I'm like, it's okay. Just because I'm a crazy pants. No, no I do say, you know what? I want you to sit, relax, stare at, stare at the fairy. Like you yeah. literally can do nothing. You don't have to be doing yeah. all the time. Right. It's a total fallacy. And I mean, look at Tim Ferriss, the four hour, didn't he sort of come up with the four hour, the four hour work, work week. week? You don't have to be. No, we can get, so- so the, so where this book came from is when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I was so tired I could barely function mm-hmm. the whole pregnancy. And so my work hours got cut in half mm-hmm. by accident because my body just like it was the first time I was forced to listen to my body. Mm-hmm. Like before that, it was kind of a concept. And this was the first time I just couldn't ignore it. So I was I was napping. I was on the couch. Like, I couldn't do anything. It's progesterone. Oh, jeez. Whoa. It's so good. It's a drug. I <laughs> mean, I got crazy. out of so many things I didn't want to do. I'm like, sorry, I can't go to your wedding in in Mississippi. I was like, sorry. I mean. It is. It's, it was really, it's really intense pregnancy. And so, but my husband and I run our own company. We didn't have a second financial plan. No mm-hmm. one had paternity leave, maternity leave. Right. Like. No one was paying for anything. So we had to figure out, okay, we're about to become parents. Kate is working half as much. What are we going to do to keep things going? Right. And then I had had Penelope. It was a very emotional time as becoming a mother is for many women. Um, You know, traumatic birth, hard, just really hard year. She was sick. She was up every hour. It was brutal. And during that first year, we only had 10 hours of childcare a week. And yet we sat with our accountant one year after she was born and realized our business had not collapsed and it actually our revenue was steady. Right. And I was like, well, okay. Were you like, then was I imagining it? What was I doing right. the whole rest of my adult life working like 40, 50 hours Busying a week around when right. I could have gotten the same results in 20, 10 to 20 hours a week? Like oh my God, what that's was going on? a revelation. So, so it's not about, you know, so do less is not about sacrificing our results. Right. It's about crowding out all the extraneous stuff by prioritizing what really matters so that we have a meaningful life and also great results. Do you also think, though, that now because of technology, 
are the time we think we're working so much more, but we're really just on Facebook stalking old boyfriends. I mean, do you think that we're just yes, we so distracted? There's so much in our hands, news like, coming yeah. in, and that if I was to really fiddle, funnel down, fit, I can't, I've lost the power <laughs> of speech, funnel down the hours that I'm actually doing productive work. It's probably like two hours. Like seriously, yeah. it's so much. But I'm this and I'm th- and then news comes in. The and- distraction. So the data shows that most of us are incapable of focusing on anything that really moves the needle forward. So whatever that is for you, whether it's creating content, you know, right. an important meeting, a pitch, whatever it is for more than three to four hours a day. Right. And then after that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a diminishing rate of return. Same with screenwriters. I've been told. Okay, a really good screenwriter friend. He's like, I work four hours a day. Yeah. I tell my students to work four hours a day. You cannot do anything right. and the rest good of it after is four like hours. Maybe a little email, yeah. some scheduling, whatever. Admin, but the admin stuff. But the admin stuff explodes because we have all of the distraction, and on average, we get distracted every eleven minutes. And it takes us 25 minutes to get refocused on what we were doing. Mine's like 11 seconds. But anyway, yeah. that sounded good So if good you do day. the math, that means you're never focused on anything. Never. And and that's exhausting. Do I need, it, do look, we need AD, do we need medication or there, you're saying no, that we can actually do it if we, we read your book and follow the steps? We need to set boundaries with right. ourselves, first right. and foremost. Of course, we need to set boundaries with other people. But I find that we're our own biggest culprits mm-hmm. because we've got, gotten so addicted to being distracted all the time. Like our brain, that is a wiring thing that even if no one else is distracting us, mm-hmm. we start distracting ourselves. And it happens. So the the data shows that we work the best with 50 minutes of a focused work mm-hmm. chunk and a 17-minute break. It's actually 52 minutes of work and 17 minutes off. And if we don't take a break at our first sign of fatigue, mm-hmm. the first wave of fatigue, we'll start to distract ourselves right. by switching tasks, by picking up our phone and spacing out, by opening a new tab right. on our computer. And so what... And then, and then our work productivity declines, our mental energy and we hate declines, work. We're like, and then sucks. we start to feel like, Shmeh, yeah. what is this? I suck. Yeah, you know. Then the whole like I suck train starts. Right. right? <laughs> Instead, what we could do is take a break at the first sign of fatigue. And what's a break? A break, like a walk. Walk this. around. Stand on your balcony right. and. But don't do your distracted thing. Like don't no, do Instagram. No, a break is not your phone. Well, that's important. A break is like getting a glass of water. Getting a, taking a walk around the block. Going pee, lying down on right. the ground. I like to lie on my office floor wow. and look at the ceiling. Oh like, my god, that's amazing. Just like a quick kind of shavasana ish. I love that. You know, or or if you live somewhere where this is possible, stand on the ground in bare feet. Right. Get gra- you know, ground, literally the grounding. grounding is is where there's actually a lot of data a gra- grass about and, yeah. how powerful that is. So so if that's I mean, you'll find your own rhythm, but 52 minutes on and 17 minutes off is 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 what they say. And then that 52 minutes when you come back for your second work chunk, you're super focused. And then we get a lot more done in a lot less time. So then you will have time to exercise, okay. to go to coffee with right. a girlfriend, to read a novel. I mean, like how many things do we crave to do that we think we have no time for? Absolutely. And it's because we're letting our time. Now, sometimes you really don't have time. Like I get it. If you're a single mom and you're working three jobs, like right. I'm not telling you that you need to manage your time better. I just want to be clear. I know. Because there you know are what? scenarios where literally I get it. You're full. I will tell you, I had a boyfriend once who would, I'd be like, I, I you don't understand. I cannot get to the, he's like, well, if you really wanted to, you'd find the time. And I'm like, we're breaking up. Yeah. Like, like also <laughs> judging other people for how they use their time. Yeah. It's like mom shame. It's just not, yeah. you know what? People can use their time how they want to use it. It's their life. But I'm just saying, if somebody's listening right. who wants to find more time, there are a lot of things you can try to do that because our time, the way we spend our time is how we spend our lives. And if you're feeling like your life isn't exactly what you'd like, it probably has to do with how you're spending your time. Oh my God, that's so true. Do you know the Pomodoro? Pomodoro mm-hmm. is that's like 20, Pomodoro method. I was thinking, is that 26 method? Because I'm thinking, where's the 52? I think it's 26. Yeah. I had an app on my, on yeah, my computer. Yeah, it's like the, I know that short. people who use it, it is short. It's like 25 minutes. Yeah, I've never tried it. So yeah. I just have to be, it doesn't, I don't it, know. I had it and it bothered me because it was too short. It was too short. That's why I'm thinking 52 minutes So the, really I don't know. Good. The data I found 52 minutes on, 17 minutes off, which you could also try 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off, like whatever works right. for you. But um, it's a chunk. But and the literally, nice- it's a great practice, like one of the experiments in the book. So so the book is has four initial chapters and then 14 little experiments mm. to try to basically reclaim your time. 
and do less. Like the time bending. Like the time bending. I love that one. But one of them is listen to your body. So you could practice like sitting down to work and then noticing the first wave of fatigue and taking a break and then Mm -hmm. see at what time that is. Well, here's my question because I don't, I'm so hyper in case you can't tell. I don't get fatigue. I was getting fatigue later in the day and then I found out it was hormones, but I dealt with that with hormone treatment, but I get hyper, like I'm hyper Mm -hmm. and it's very hard for me to sit down. So I have like a standing desk or this, but I bounce around. Like I'm very hard to get focused. But your break could be jumping jacks. Right. Or like, you know, like it doesn't have to be. I think the other thing is it's, it's to give our, our, our brains a break. Mm -hmm. Maybe your body doesn't need a break. Maybe your body actually needs to move. And that's body needs to move. That's what the listening to your body thing is because sometimes, and then I also talk a lot about cyclical living. You brought up hormones for women. We have an experience of life where we cycle every 28 days. And even, even if you've had a hysterectomy, even if you're postmenopausal, like it's still still true. Men experience a 24-hour cycle, which is why the whole world is organized as a 24-hour, you know, we're supposed to be the same every day. And then women are told they're crazy or hysterical. No, we're totally normal and healthy when we experience an ebb and flow over a very predictable Mm. 28-day-ish cycle. Right. And I love to track, you know, my own menstrual cycle, but also the moon because the moon is there all the time and the data shows we are actually affected by the moon. Waitresses report higher tips when they're, I know. you know, like, and, Isn't that amazing? and like the, um, there are more emergency room visits at the full moon. Like all of that's real. I need to understand that. Can you just tell me a little bit more about you know, that? To I, be perfectly honest, like we are made up primarily water. of water yeah. and the moon affects water. It right. causes tides. So I would imagine right. it's the electromagnetic field of the moon so pulling cool. on our bodies, but that's so cool. Just me saying that. That's no, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there in my kitchen. I have like the moon, the, the moon cycle poster, and my yeah. kids are like, "Ooh, there's going to be a full moon." I'm like, "Great!" And then like I have 500 emails about the moon ritual and this. And the truth is, I don't really know anything about it, but I go along with it because yeah. it it's cool. Well, it is cool, and and it, here's the thing: like I find life is pretty chaotic, and mm-hmm. I have a tendency towards anxiety. So anything for me that can create some structure mm. where I feel um, safe and yeah. contained and like there's um, pro- there's predictability. Mm-hmm. So there was a really interesting study that I wrote, read about in uh, Luann Brizendine's book, The Female Brain. I love and that book. She's she's really she's am- I saw her speak. She's really good. She's amazing. So she talked about this study where they took two groups of monkey mamas. Mm-hmm. So one, uh, one group, no, there were three groups. So one group had consistent, predictable, um, l- low amount of resources, food and okay. water with, for themselves and their babies. Okay. Another group had inconsistent, so not predictable. Some right. days they had a lot of food and water. Some days they had a little food right. and water. And another group had consistent, abundant resources. A lot of food, a lot of water every day, the same amount. Here's what was fascinating about the study. The babies, the, the mamas who had the consistent resources, whether they were a lot or a little, were great moms. Like they really treated their babies beautiful. Mm. It was the ones who had some, a lot one day and a little, and it was totally unpredictable. They started going psychotic. And they, they could not, <laughs> yeah, they could not take care of their children. I'm telling so you. So here's yes. what I learned from that. Oh my God. Because at the time that I read this study, I was finding such solace in tracking my own cycle and tracking the moon. And I mm-hmm. didn't really know why. Like, I was really nerdy about it. I love it. And that. I realized it was because of the consistency and the predictability of knowing this is going to be happening inside my body. This is how I'm going to be feeling. And so then I can plan for it. Like, the predictability wow. in the sea of unpredictability that I've experienced as motherhood was so calming for me. So you'd be like, oh, okay, um, on this date, the moon is in blah, blah. Yeah. I'm on this day of my cycle. I'm going to be feeling... Yeah, so like and how I would you then how would you me, then interpret that? So I have in the book something called the daily energy tracker. Mm. And so it gives you um super quick. It takes like 3 minutes to do. It asks you what day of your cycle you're on and what sign the moon is on. Um I just use the there's an app called iLuna that okay. you can look at for and then I use the MyFlow app for my cycle. I wish there was one that combined the two. Oh, that'd be so cool. I, I think I'll just make one because You should make that and then make your 52 minute 
app with the break app. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, where's that app? Thank you. I, I don't want know. That I'll app. put I it. Want it. I'll put it as part and of. And then I want the moon. That app. So I'll do the whole thing. Speak to the guy. <laughs> I actually have a girl. She yeah, speaks she's to the girl. mom. She's amazing. So right. I'm gonna work with her. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, so I would do the tracker, and then I would notice how I was feeling, and then so I did that for like a few cycles. And then I had the data on myself because I would rather mm. know how I experience things rather than a book telling me how I'm supposed to be experiencing right. them because we're all really different. And some women I know feel really tired on the full moon and some women feel really energized on the new moon and some women opposite. And so for me, I feel really spacey on the new moon and I feel really spacey during my period. So I know that that's not a good time for me to be like scheduling a full day of video shoots if I right, can help it. Right. Or, you know, sometimes sometimes you can't fully control these things. But so I, I love teaching women how to organize their time in a way that supports how they really are, not in a way that supports the way they think they should be based on our patriarchal association with time. I love this. I'm dying. This is so feminine. This is divine feminine. In a very practical way. In a very practical way. Yeah. So it's not really like about wearing, you know, feather earrings and like doing a ritual, which is fine if you want to do that. But I'm really like... A feather earrings coming back? No, really practical. Right. Like I am just like, I want my divine feminine in my day planner. So so I'm wondering what inspired the book where you, you were doing this, you were tracking and you're like, well, I guess that light bulb went off when you sort of almost had that moment with your financial, when you realize, wow, we are making the same amount of money. That was part of it. And your body, and you're like, I got to address motherhood and this and, and bring it into my work with money and this. And, and yeah, is that how it all, kinda, you did know you what, know you were going to write another book? I mean, did you I know? I knew someday I would, but um, I didn't have a book I wanted to write. Did you suspect that when I become a mom, that'll probably be, no. that'll probably, really? Oddly. Oh my gosh, interesting. Because I would be thinking, you'd be thinking, Oh, Although change. I did have right. a friend tell me, she was like, you know, you're going to write about motherhood, right? Before I had kids. And, and I was like, like oh, God, no. What? Yeah. No, but here, you know, anyway, here we are. Um, oh, my God. Oh, so, yeah. No, I. so it all came actually, I mean, this is very shit new age girls say. It like came as a download when I got my period back I was just after my first daughter. It all just like came through. I was going to ask you that. And like, there it was, like the next body of work. It was like, it was just there. Isn't that, I was just going to ask you, does it come in like a channel? By the yeah. way, that's how I work. I've written, I wrote a play, literally I sat down and it was, I don't know, who's, it just channeled it. It's a download. Creativity is a download. Full I, on. I think we are vessels for the ideas and they just happen to come through if yeah. we're open. So I get it. A hundred percent. I never know what I'm like, whenever I'm doing something or painting, I'm, mm -hmm. I do all that, but it's just, it's a freaking download. Well, it's so and so I'd cool. be really interested for you yeah. to know and for the women listening to notice when in your cycle or when with the moon do those downloads come. Right. Oh my and God. And then prepare Track for them it. and ask for them. Because what I found is that I am my most intuitive during my period. And that is actually when our brains are most cross-wired for connection. So the left and right hemispheres of your brain are the most interwoven during that time, which means you're synthesizing information the best and you'll have your deepest intuition during that time. So these women wrote a book called um, wild feminine. They run the red school in the UK and they talk about wow. instead of sleeping on something like having, you know, it's right. like, I don't know. I have to sleep on it. They talk about bleeding on it. So they I say, save your that. big decisions until you're having your period. And then they talk about organizing. They call it a big bleed where you like go Get away right. from your life and like really go deep with yourself. I've not done that yet. I That's look forward so to it someday. Cool. But like even just setting aside 20 minutes to sit in the tub and really like ask my inner wisdom about the big questions right. is incredibly helpful. And so I had a girlfriend do this. She was, I was like, I don't know what I should do. It's a big question about her business. And I said, well, where are you in your cycle? And she was like, I'm in my luteal phase, which is the time right before right. you bleed. And I said, just wait until you have your period and then ask yourself. And she got the answer in five minutes. So instead of obsessing all month, she got very clear direction in five minutes. And so that to me is such a time and energy I saver. I am all about so that. So I'd be interested if okay. your big creative downloads, where when they come, because I have another friend who gets huge, she, she gets... Um, really big manifesting opportunities mm -hmm. at her at ovulation. So she notices that that would make sense. Yeah. Of. So like there's the difference between the big intuitive hits versus right. more of the outward. Like she always will set an intention at ovulation, like 
this is what I'm wanting to attract. And then she'll get a call from this producer or like this person will reach out. I mean, it's wild. Okay. How do you track that if you're going post-menopause, pre-menopause, perimenopause, women in their 40s, periods are stopping and starting? Great question. I haven't had my period in like two months. It stops, it starts. So with that, I would track the moon. I have to track I would the moon use now. It. I would do that right. at the, I would do that. Um, so there's different schools of thought. Like at the new moon is really that time of planting seeds going within and sort of asking for what is my, what am I creating mm. in this lunar cycle? What, you know, what am I longing for? What am I wanting to attract? And then at the full moon, it's really more about, okay, the the midway check-in point of that desire because it's kind of like this gestational cycle, right? So you plant the seed at the new moon and then it it's beginning to blossom right. at the full moon. And then at the full moon, it's what do I need to release in mm. order to really attract this thing or or what patterns oh or whatever? And then, and then kind of moving towards it. And then at the new moon, again, looking back and saying like, okay, where am I on the right. path of that particular creation? So that's sort of more the traditional idea. Now, everyone is going to have a very different experience, which is why I like to track my own energy regarding the moon, because I might experience it differently than other people. Every woman is so unique. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard about how women uh, in the times before artificial light, um, most would cycle, start their period on the new moon. And, and, but here's what I found out, that some of the women would cycle on the full moon because the new moon women needed women to take care, take of, care them. of them. And then they flip-flopped so that the God. new moon women could take care of the full moon women. How do you find this research? Um, like, I, Licia found it. She's amazing. Licia. We work together. She's a genius. Oh my God. Yeah. So That's it's just like cool. such a great uh, reminder that our world is set up for us all to get our needs met. Right. And that we really... Sometimes we're the givers, sometimes we're the receivers. And we have to be in that dance if we really mm-hmm. want to, A, be connected, be as abundant as mm-hmm. we can be. Like, when do I need to receive? When do I need to give? And being more, I think most women are tend to be over givers mm-hmm. and under receivers. I know. Trust me. Yeah. I know all about it. So, by the way, in, in the new moon, in the iLuna app, does it have any, like, question answer thing about, like, that? That or that just tracks the moon. That's just fully a moon I think tracker. It just tracks the moon. It doesn't do the stuff that you were talking about. Like, okay, so on the new moon, no, you're but you know who these. I love is Jennifer Rassiope. She's my favorite astrologer. Okay. She, she's our resident astrologer within my uh, community, Origin. Right, and she gives us a cosmic weather update every month that uh, walks us through how the moon and the stars are going to be affecting our experience of motherhood and our experience of of business oh or God. or motherhood in the global sense of caring for others right. while caring for yourself. You don't okay. have to have biological children for it to apply. Of course. Um, and so, but she has great stuff on her Instagram. Okay, you'll share it with us. I'll put it in her, the notes and on so her we blog. can look at all yeah, your I love stuff. Her. So, so is do less, um, this is really the focus of it really is about time management and time and energy management, time and, energy management. and um, learning how to value yourself through valuing your time. So let me ask you a question. Um, when when I kind of came to you, found you from my money issues, how did you get to that? Was that only because you had gone into money conundrums and you were like, I'm going to turn this into a business? Like, how did you get to that? Like, how did that happen? How does one... <laughs> the real story is, like, you, I was teaching these workshops called Women and Wealth. Right. I'm saying, how did you get to that, though? Um... How did I okay? Because I was growing a network marketing business. Right. One of my team members, who was a life coach, had an idea to teach this workshop after reading Barbara Stanny, who's now Barbara Hewson's book, Overcoming Under Earning. I love her work. Oh, she's my incredible. God, I need to read that book. It's so good. I love Stanny, is, well, now Hewson. Right. I just love her. So we're going to have to get all these like stuff. A I list. always, there's a lot of, there's I a lot of resources. And resources. I need like a bibliography. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I should be walking around with a bibliography. And I do have great resources at the back of my book okay, as well, because I love to refer, you know, I am I am part of this with hundreds of other women. So like, you know, I, I want to refer to their work. Okay. Um, So we started we started this workshop to teach women about wealth creation. Mm. And it was one of our avenues for attracting people to our network marketing mm-hmm. team. So I was traveling the country teaching these workshops 
But then I was invited to do one of these workshops as like a paid speaking gig. So it wasn't a, now it was no longer a lead magnet. It was, I changed it. Right. And it was my first talk. They were like, hey, this is good. Will you come speak? I would love what you're doing. Not for the like, this is building your business part. Got it. So I did, I went, and then um, it happened to be that my future editor was at the workshop and she wanted a, she liked the material. She wanted a book. So then I was like, well, I have this other book idea and the publisher didn't like that idea. And they were just like, do the money one. So I did. Oh, I mean, it was many years ago was that? uh, It was in 2000. It was either 2011 or 2012. I mean, that's really not a long time ago. What year is it? It's 2019. But yeah. that's like no, less than that, 10 years you built ago. this. Yeah, it's not that long ago. And then, and so the book came out in 2013. And then I went into what I call a fertile void of creativity. You know, I ended up getting married. I didn't end up. I, I got married intentionally and then had a kid and, you know, kind of went underground yeah. into that You have that to after world. you birth a book. And then they wanted another book, but I didn't have anything else to say about money. So I was like, no, and I'm not going to be one of those people who just writes another book. Right about the same thing and calls it a different title because we don't need more of that noise. Plus you can't. Plus I would die. You would not yeah, make I it get, to 52 I get, minutes. I get bored very easily. Yeah, you'd be like um, two minutes. You'd be like I'm so out of here. then I said, no, I don't have something else, but you know, stand by. And then it was baby and whatever I was doing. And then, um, and then well, what? Yeah. And then after, so Penelope was like 14 months or something. And this this work about do less came through, and it's the same work. It's a, it's it's about worthiness. It's just a different resource. It all comes it's down all the same to the thing. Same shit. This is all the same shit. Do you yeah. think we can overcome that primal early wound of, of 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 not feeling worthy? No matter, even if you had the best. I mean, don't you feel like as creatures that need another human to be take care of them and there's going to be a moment when you're in that crib and you're crying and that nipple that bottle whatever it doesn't come on demand that you feel that sense of i that you know yeah do do you think we can oh is Hmm, what a good question i don't know it was it a good question i don't know entirely (laughs) that we do ever get over that it's constant work i think that that's the lifelong thing that's it that we're working on i think we get better you know i think i think what happens is like, now listen, I am not like the wisest person in the world, but here's what I think. Right. I think every day we think we're a piece of shit and right. then we get better at reminding ourselves that we're not. By the end, by the time you go to sleep. Yeah. And that like we choose more of our actions from a place of love than from a place of thinking that we right. suck. I think that's how it works. I know. I think it's a choice every day. And over time, there's a trajectory of loving yourself more than you hate yourself. But I don't think it's over that no no day ever you're going to think you suck. Well, for example, I would say you're an expert in certain arenas, right? And I imagine just because I've been so-called not expert, I've been like a person in certain areas, but I wake up and I'm like, I'm totally don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm faking yeah. it as impossible, impos- whatever that syndrome, you yes. know, I'm just like, and I'll never forget being an actress and like going into a studio. And then I like bumped into a friend who turned out was like running the studio. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, am I'm the president of like, whatever it is. Sony. I was like, that's holy shit. Like we were like best friends in fourth grade, oh like gosh, the two fat so kids sweet. together, the two nerdy, like loser fat kids. And I'm like this, he's like, I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. He's mm-hmm. like, every day I'm just like ready for them to like take the hook and like go, what are you doing here? I'm Nobody like, how knows. How did you get to be here? He's like, I have no fucking clue. Nobody knows. It was hilarious. And it was so, so I'll never forget that moment. Like he was literally running He's like, come to my office. I was like, what is going on? He's like, I know. Can you believe it? He's like, I think I pulled the wool over. I'm like, no, you probably deserve to be here. He's like, I'm not really sure. Anyway, it was just wild. So great. So I'm saying no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. And I'm, oh, my God. There are so many areas of my life that I don't know what I'm right? doing. Primarily mothering. Mothering is you, you <laughs> so never, hard. And I you think never I'm it up all the time. Yeah. But I do really love my girls. So well, I think that with mothering, because you're just going to you're just going to make seven million mistakes if you can just always um, just, 
you, this is my this is my one mothering tip, and I didn't do it when my kids were little and tantruming. I'd be like, "Get away from me!" If you could just get on the floor and yeah. you just hold them, totally. I swear it works. It does. Just being, you know what? Like I think that all of us, and this circles back to our conversation earlier about avoiding the things we don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like our culture tells us that the whole that the the goal is to escape discomfort. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think the goal is to expand our capacity to be to with hold discomfort. discomfort. So like with my taught with my preschooler completely losing it, you know, complete tantrum. It's like, okay, it's about you. How at can that I moment. expand? How can I breathe through this? How can I be with her right. when this is awful and I want her to stop? But it's like, I want her to know that she's lovable even when she's losing it. Right. And so my ability now I'm not able to be with her sometimes. Sometimes I am like really need to take a break and I do. Right. But and sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, you have to stop crying. Like even if sometimes even if some. Well, are you kidding me? (laughs) I wish I I wish I could do it all over again and always be there. No, you're never going to. But if if a few times you can go. And I just hug my son like he's young enough that I could still maybe like mm-hmm. make up some of the damage mm-hmm. um, and he'll be having a tantrum and I'm just like he's like you know what I need and I'm, he's like huggies I'm like huggy and then he's like <sighs> and it's just I know all it's, better. it's like a sensory blanket. I also do think that we have infinite opportunity for repair like I really believe that I've had some Plasticity. moments with my mom you know and I'm in my 30s and and like we're obviously both adults like I've had some moments where she has come and apologize for something or had a repair. And it's like something that happened when I was two, you know, that I don't right. even remember. And so, and I feel that like I felt it in a healing way. So I don't think it's ever too late. And I right. also have friends whose mothers have died who say they have a better relationship now with their mother than they wow. ever did when she was leaving. So, you know, just to take the pressure off. Right. I do think that time is really relative that the time space continuum like all time is now right and i i think we can go back and and heal and repair and i i understand that there's like neuroscience that says like oh once your kid is seven or whatever no. they're cooked and you can't and i just think that that's not helping it's not and the neuroscience actually now says there is you know the plasticity, plasticity. of the brain and you can repair a lot of that yeah, so i really think we can in a sense yeah and you, we do the best we can and you know what you know now can. and then you'll know other things later right. and you're ve- are you very close i mean you and your mom we're, we're close. I mean, you're close. We live seven minutes away. I moved to I my home. your relationship, and I don't even last know you. Summer. <laughs> I no, moved but, home. I'm a townie. <laughs> oh my god, you're a main townie. Is it like lobster and and Blitchermox? Is it L.L. What Bean? Blitchermox? Oh, those cool L.L. Bean Blitchermox. I had them when I was. Oh, like a I know what you're talking and about. Like yes, big yes, yes, sweaters. Yes. Like I'm obsessed with Maine. It is, is it like? It's is it like chowder crackers? And I mean, I don't eat a lot of chowder, but it's <sighs> available at any time. Oh my God. Um, and guys with bur- like, there's a lot of beards. There's a lot of beards. There's a lot of cute lumberjacky type guys with my beards. My man might be in Maine. He might. You know what? It's That's where funny. the men are. There's some cute men in Maine. My husband, I think, is very cute. And then also other ones. Of course. They're, I, as you should always feel that way. Yeah. That's a healthy person. But you're close with your mom. Yeah. I mean, it takes work. It takes work. Yeah. We don't have, I mean, it's so funny. People right. will come up to me and be like, oh, you know, it must have been so incredible to have Christian Northrup as your right. mother. And I'm like, well, you know, I think what was it like having your mother as a mother? Because, right. you know, it's complicated. But I love my mom. She's so great. Do you think because she was so bright as you were a child, do you, do you feel that she brought her sense of um, heightened intelligence around, you know, to... That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that what I love about the way my mother mothered is that she always um, treated us as intelligent, Mm. trustworthy beings. Like Mm -hmm. she never, you know, you know how some people talk to kids like they're stupid. Oh, I don't do that. And she Mm. always just sort of, you know, she gave us all the information. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even ever remember having a talk about what sex was like. We just. Right. It wasn't like a taboo, you know, she didn't tell us inappropriate details, right. but like, like, right. no, you have to we talk just very knew openly the information. And, and yeah. so I felt pretty well equipped right. um, for making decisions. You know, she always taught me you can you can trust your inner guidance. If it feels wrong, it's wrong. Right. And she always believed me if I came home and I said something was happening with a teacher or at something, she would right. march right into that school. 
cool and advocate. And it was always so embarrassing. But I also felt so good, you know, and safe. Of course. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I would be watching Sex in the City with my friends and she would come in and pause it and just, you know, do a whole PSA. Oh, my God. About, and that was before the days that you actually could pause a show. Right, so we would, we would miss it. Right. She right. would mute it and we would be missing whatever was happening. And she would give a whole PSA about women and sexuality and giving their part, your, their power away and patriarchy. And she, you can watch the show, but you just have to know the greater oh context God. of what's happening here. I love that. So it was oh the worst. God. No, but that's it was amazing. Also great. Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay, hold on. I have more questions. Um, what would be your like your okay? So in the book, when is is the book out? It doesn't come it's out, out tomorrow. Oh, it's out tomorrow. Okay, so in the book, there are like sort of like worksheets or or exercises. Exercises. Well, I call them experiments. Experiments. And what will be your takeaway? Like, I know I did your money challenge, and my takeaway was X Y Z about how I feel about oh, my self-worth around money and all my stories around money and the old narratives and the tape playing and the this and the that and dealing with my worthiness. Um, what would you hope that the takeaway is here? If someone was to write you a letter like, dear Kate, like, you know, I this think is about what this did for me. I think about this woman, Kara Mendez, who has has gone through this work. Kara is a homeschooling mother of five. She runs a she runs a business with her husband. She went through the experiments. She she practiced them. She put it into practice and she got her work hours down to 12 hours a week, grew her business. But most importantly, for the first time in her marriage, she and her husband were able to take a trip away, just the two of them. And she said her marriage was like the best it had ever been because she wasn't running around frantic anymore. And she was like falling back in love with her husband, working 12 hours a week, getting better results than she had been before, still being able to be there with her kids. And so to me, like it's the reclaiming of our time to steer the ship of our lives the way we wanted to steer it anyway, but have just thought, we couldn't have because, you know, who do we think we are? Mm -hmm. Or we couldn't have because we're too busy. Mm -hmm. We couldn't have because we're obsessed that our worth is determined by how busy we and how are. Much we do, what we how much we do. And it's like she is she is basing the success of her life based on how she feels in the day. And she's still getting amazing results. Was she a girlfriend? You're like, look, I need you to do this. And she's a member go, of our organization. Right. So community. you're like, go through this and I want you to do it and you need to do it and tell me how you feel and what changes. Well, so what happened is this book is based on the experience of working with over a thousand women in this membership we have. Mm -hmm. And so we just have been trying stuff. Right. You're so <laughs> lucky that you have that. Well, I started it on purpose because we wanted a more um, consistent, reliable right. revenue source. So I started this whole other conversation, right. but I started a membership. And it's been great because I craved a deeper connection with us, with a group of people that wasn't just like, oh, they buy a course and then they're done with the course and that's that. Wait, like is the I, membership about? The membership is about having more by doing less for women. Wait, where is this membership and how do I get in? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? I you want to be a member. Get it? At, um, there's actually a special link in the book for book readers. So there's um, a member, like we can get in this thing you and be can, in a you community? You can be part of it with Kara and all the other with ladies. Kara? Yeah, so it's at uh, origincollective.com uh, forward slash book. Okay, I need to look into that. So, okay. Oh, wow. So we've been working together since March of 2017. Okay. Practicing this stuff. So I didn't put anything right. in the book that I hadn't tried and right. that the women hadn't tried. So this stuff, it's like, or that wasn't based on data. Okay. So these aren't just like flight of fancy, like things I right. came up with by myself. Okay. I know you have to go do your thing. So I want to ask you quick questions. Okay. Like what's your favorite um, self-care besides having- Sleeping. Are you a sleeper? Uh, you can sleep late. Sleep is, uh, well, not sleep. when I'm on East Coast time. I was up at three this morning. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, do you know how to, are you like, you love sleep. You're a good sleeper. Sleep is your um, thing. Is it going to bed early or sleeping late? What it's you, going to bed early. Okay. I turn into a pumpkin at like nine. I, my girls, I am, I am a total drill sergeant about bedtime. Oh, you're so I am good. completely inflexible. My girls are in bed by seven <gasps> and my husband and I are in bed by nine, oh, 10 God. at the very latest. You're so good. Sleep I can't. Nancy. I get so crazy afterwards. Okay. If I don't, I no. Fall that's apart. great. Sleep. Um. What about like? Is there an exercise? What's your physical flow? Do you are you like yoga or spinning? Are you sweaty Dance. or? Ooh. I'm a dancer. I could tell by well, your legs. So I used to be a dancer. I could see. Do you take class? 
I do. I take class when what, I can. Like jazz, like hip hop. What are hip-hop, you doing? Um, West African. I was in a West African dance company. Of course you were. And so I love West African to live drumming whenever possible. Me too. I swear. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy. That's Me so too. Great. Yes. Yeah. Like the drumming and, and musical theater. I mean, I'll do like I would. My dream is to be in community theater again. Oh God. Okay, that's another show and another <laughs> book. That's like a whole thing. It's a reality show. Kate Northam does real does musical theater in Maine. It's oh, like, I mean. Oh my Oh my god, it's like a um. What was it? <laughs> waiting for Guffman. Waiting for it's. Oh my oh, god, that'll be it genius. Is so waiting for Guffman. It'll be hilarious. Okay, so that's that. What about like in in Maine? Okay, so as you know, we're in the town of like, it's ridiculous here. I mean, women are they look crazy. They they act crazy. It's a terrible town, but they're obsessed with their looks, with this and that. Like, is it a different lifestyle? You're just like Maine. We'd want we we. Well, if you know you, if you, no, if but, the people but, well, could see what too. I am wearing, no, I we don't. This really is like the height of fashion for me. The makeup, like I love. That. I just Maine is very like people show up at the inaugural ball for the governor in bean boots. I need like, to be there. Like a flannel shirt with a collar is dressing up. So we are very. Um, oh my god, that's my town. Relaxed. We're very relaxed. We're not very focused on appearance. It's quite down to earth, and that is what I love about Maine like no one cares there. how it looks as much <gasps> why can't that okay that's a whole nother conversation that'll it's be really, my reality I will, show I will say I move it's to really Maine. it's really different I'm obsessed with it's that also idea. a slower pace of life it makes it easier to do do less because there's like I mean people of course are still super achievement oriented a lot of really smart people right. a lot of like academic you know focus so all of that is very real right um but Okay. Um, <laughs> anymore? Oh my God! I need like I don't know. Uh, I don't have any more questions. Do I? Do I have any more questions? I don't know. Do you have any more thing like that we can? T- so the book comes out. You're also doing a thing at Wanderlust, but this will come out yeah. tonight. Which is what? What is your? What? What? What is it? Is it a? Talk? Um, the conversation is called "Work Like a Mother." Um, and it's in conversation with a, a Who few other, um, with uh, Brandy Sellers Jackson, mm-hmm. who's a doula and the founder of Not So Private Parts, which is her website, which is amazing. Um, Janae Claiborne, who is the author of Sweet Potato Soul, she's a vegan chef, and um, Jen Pasteloff, who is okay, a workshop leader. She's one of my dear friends. Oh, okay, oh we great. were talking on your. We were, I was on her Instagram okay. and we were talking and I'm like, I'm going to see Kate tomorrow. Yes. She's one of like the first po- person I've had scheduled like a year ago for my podcast. Amazing. I've known Jen since she was a waitress. That's so cool. She so is. She'll be there tonight. You have to give her the biggest. I'll, maybe I'll try and come. You should come. I have my eight year old, but uh, we'll figure that out. Bring. Bring him. Maybe. Bring him. Oh my God. All I right. promise it'll be over by nine. Okay, Kate. Because thank I have you. to go to bed. <laughs> you have to be in bed. I'm going to, I'll be there. I'm like, okay, time, close, lights, cut the show is done. Oh, that, that is me. I'm like, I'm, it's, it's done you're when done. it's done. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being thank here. You. And then in the notes, well, I'll do a little follow up and I don't have to take your time now, but there'll be links and this. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you, Kate. Um, thank you, listeners. Please star, please rate, um, comment, you know, all that stuff. Follow on Instagram, Groomed LA. I don't have a podcast Instagram. Uh, do all that good stuff that helps us. I have a Patreon page, but like I said, I don't really know what to do with it. Um, what else? Oh, man, there's so many exciting brands I'm going to introduce you to. I think I'll just do maybe like a separate quick podcast about it next week like a quick half hour and just talk about all the things that I fell in love with the bulletproof that's a great idea um other than that you know my regular sponsorships my regular loves you know prolon I'm about to do my third month I have a link for a discount if you want um $25 off your prolon five day fasting mimicking diet please listen to Dr. James Kelly uh we recorded with him a couple of podcasts ago maybe one or two um and the usual empty faces thank you for sending this amazing fun monthly paranormal activity uh at home mystery to solve. So fun. So off the beaten path. And so something that, I don't know. I just feel like we need that. I mean, I, you know, as much as I have wellness tools, play and play and play and being frivolous and getting your mind out of your phone is so essential. So something like that, a hard copy thing that comes in the mail and you sit and you actually talk and engage. Um, It's really been a boon for our family. That's for sure. Um, What else, guys? I think that's it. Shout out to my friends at WOLA. If you live in Los Angeles, um, 
we there's a workout place called Workout Los Angeles. It's on West Third Street near Crescent Heights. It's amazing. It is a family. It's kind of like a parents can go, kids can go in a separate room. There's a family class. And if that sounds like oh, I ain't gonna get my workout on, it's the hardest class I've taken. I, I tell them that all the time. Like I could work out anywhere as we all could, but I'm saying I could, you know, there's so many amazing places. I love so many of them. I love the wall. I love the wall fitness. I, the only reason I'm not going to the wall every day is because Wola is five second walk from me. And it's just incredibly challenging. It's so hard. I kind of hate it. Like I love, hate it. It's all the work I don't like to do. And I do it and I'm in and I'm out and I sweat my brains out and I'm getting stronger. I could do push ups. It's just been incredible. And I take my teen with me begrudgingly. Um, but I just want to shout out to Craig Judah and all that you've created for uh, this community over here. I've actually made friends. I love it. I'm obsessed with you guys. Um, and they're not even a sponsor. That's just a shout out. Um, other than that, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon. I had met so many great people at Bulletproof and I'm bringing them all on my podcast. Okay. Um, I'll tell you more about it next week. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you, Kate. Bye everyone. <laughs>